0: Welcome to Singing the Blues.
1: I'm Dom Howson.
0: And I'm James Marriott. Dom, I don't understand this game anymore. (laughs) What's going on? Like, a perfect week, certainly on the pitch. Anyway, um, we, we, we said how important that Preston game was... I had, a, I had a feeling in my waters that we were gonna win and um so it so it prevailed. Um and then obviously Bournemouth as well. Let, let's let's start on the uh Preston game. And I mean after all, all the things that were wrong with the performance at, at Coventry, it was completely different, wasn't it? There was a totally different feel to uh, to that team.
1: Yeah, it was Much, much, much improved um, after the Coventry no-show. And, yeah, we got that collector's item, didn't we, of uh, Liam Palmer's second goal in 10 years. Uh, And it was a good finish. It was a good good finish. But, yeah, you know, and I think on balance, um, yeah, Wednesday, they deserved it, you know. I thought that um, Sam Hutchinson was the standout. I thought he was great at centre-half. And as as far in his three starts since coming back into the team, yeah, I I think that, um, you know, what a big plus he's been for Wednesday. He really has, um, you know, given he's played so little football over the last year, not not even that many appearances for the under-23s. So for him to come in, really put his hand up when Wednesday have been short at the back. Uh, Yeah, those two, for me, yeah, they were really, really good um, against Preston and another clean sheet. And I think that's what four straight home wins that, you know, Wednesday managed as well. So that's some feat too. Which is like the first time in something like—is it like three, four
0: years or five years? I think it. I think
1: it's twenty sixteen. Yeah, right. Which is
0: just—it's that's absolutely insane, really. Um, and and for all the you know kind of bad stuff that's been happening this season, that's that's a heck of an achievement because, you know, we. We, we were looking dead and buried and, and really needed that. You mentioned Liam Palmer scoring. Um, I, all things considered, I thought that was a bit of a, a subdued celebration from Liam Palmer. I think considering the fact it's only happened to him once in his entire career before then, I expected shirt off over his head, uh, in the stands, full lap of the pitch and everything. Um, but, um, He's been around forever, hasn't he, Liam Palmer? And he gets overlooked a lot. But you know, he 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 might not be the world's greatest footballer for for you know. Certainly, you know, he's he's had his difficult periods and stuff, hasn't he? But really nice for for him to get that goal.
1: The fact of the matter is, James, that Wednesday need contributions from the whole team. When we know that you know they're one of the lowest scorers in the championship, that everybody has got to. Participate in that final third. And so good on Liam Palmer, yeah, um, for uh, you a know, very decent finish. And, and do you know what? I actually want to touch on the build-up to the goal. And that's something, really, that I don't think Wednesday have used anywhere near enough um, because I remember banging on about Callum Patterson's long throw as soon as he arrived, that that should be a weapon for Wednesday. And that was where the goal came from the weekend and Wednesday should be doing that more where you know they've got especially at the back they've got some big units there when everybody's fit. Shay Dunkley. we know we're not going to see Dominic Iorfa, but you know Tom Lees can be useful in the box too and so when you know Julian Burner we've seen from time to time so when they get everyone thrown forward from a long throw I don't really understand why they've not made use of Patterson's long throw more, uh, especially when they struggle to score from open play and in general this season.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good point, isn't it? And and you know talking about build up to, to goals, and we don't want to stray too far into the Bournemouth game before we get to it, but it is something that that kind of build up play that we we're starting to see a little bit now, which is which is good. Um, so other thing to talk about from the Preston game then is is, is change of formation and um something that you know uh, uh, Gary Monk obviously. Uh, Persevered with playing three at the back, um, and we were all kind of saying it clearly isn't working, and yet you know he carried on doing it and doing it and doing it, and then you know we see this this switch back to uh, to that to that back three for the Preston game, um, and obviously for the Bournemouth game as well, and it kind of feels like it's worked now.
1: What what's changed? Do you think? I don't think a lot's changed, other than. It's the positive intent and they're trying to be more aggressive and playing on the front foot. I think that's that's the biggest difference from the way that they play this formation from what we saw under Gary Monk and a little bit of that period under Tony Pewis. For me, that's all it is, really. I think it's a mindset. I, I, I Just look at this Wednesday team and, yeah, they've now got a little bit of confidence after some good results, but I think they're getting encouraged. To express themselves, uh, and there's a better balance in the sense that I think Neil Thompson's gone back to basics and has looked at it that he wants natural left side of players, you know, in the in the wing back, full back positions. So that's what where we've seen Matt Penny come back into the fold in the last three matches, and he's played at left back, left wing back. So none of this Moses Odubajo, Liam Palmer, Kadeem Harris. Necessarily playing as wing backs on the left hand side, you know. So I, I, to me, that's what it's looked at, really. You know, if, if I was going to point to the changes, then I, I think maybe those are the little subtle tweaks that Wednesday've made.
0: One other thing on my list to talk about after Preston, and this was on my list to talk about before the Bournemouth game happened, and uh, that was Jordan Rhodes coming off the bench. So we've got to talk about the 482nd coming of Jordan Rhodes now. Uh, We are going to stray a little bit into talking about the Bournemouth game here because it's it's, it's, inevitable. But he looked really bright in that substitute uh, appearance. A couple of really nice kind of... Little moments and stuff. One where he, you know, kind of won a, a flick on and actually chased onto his own header, which, which was, which was amazing. But just a few things where it was just like he just looked so much sharper and really up for it, really up for it in in that um, Preston game. Now we we obviously saw how that continued actually with the uh, with the Bournemouth game. Um, how are you calling this? Is this finally after what is it four and a half years? Is this Judd Rhodes? coming into his own, finding his form, banging in 20 now between now and the end of the season and keeping us up?
1: It's four years since Wednesday signed him exactly this week. And um, I am going to answer it, James, similar to how I've answered it before on the podcast, which is that uh, I'm not getting it carried away. And let's see if he can do it over six, seven matches. And first of all, he's got to get selected and get back into the starting eleven. So it's all very well that he has looked bright and has done well in the last two appearances off the bench. And, yeah, we do need to give him credit for that. Uh, And I don't know what's changed or what's happened to him. But, yeah, he's come on and he's made a big impact Uh, and, of course, scored a terrific header at Bournemouth. Um, And that was Jordan Rhodes of old. But we've only really ever seen fleeting glimpses of vintage Rhodes you know who Wednesday? You know when they signed him. That's what they thought they were going to get on a regular basis. So I, I'm going to say let's 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 leave it a few weeks and let's see what happens. Um, we know that Jordan Rhodes is going to be here for the the next twenty matches. That that that's so he's a Sheffield Wednesday player, and yeah, in Wednesday's position, if they could get Rhodes firing, it could make all the difference. Of course, it could. Yeah, you know, if he goes on a scoring run, Wednesday you would think will inevitably get a lot of points on the board, and it, it, Rhodes could keep them up. Yeah, and of, of the strikers they've got, and you're you looking at track records and the players who are capable. Jordan Rhodes, you would think is the man, but so many things have to fall into place for that to happen. From the service it needs to carry on being as good as what it w- was the other night. I mean, that cross from Kadeem Harris was exquisite and, you know, it was begging for him to head it home. And, yeah, you know, it was great movement from Rhodes and, you know, I'd almost say a trademark header that we've seen from him a lot of times over the years. So, yeah, I, I want to see more of Jordan Rhodes performing at the level and the way he has done in the last two matches.
0: All right, you said a lot of words there, but the only bit that I heard of it was you said Jordan Rhodes is going to keep Sheffield Wednesday up. That's what. That's what you. That's what you said. That's. I what... said he's a
1: man capable of keeping that's... Sheffield no, no, Wednesday
0: no. up of well, the strikers I'm, they I'm, have on the books. I'm sorry, Dom. That's not how I heard it. So the episode title will be Dom says Jordan Rhodes will keep Wednesday up. No, it won't. It won't. It won't. Um, all right. Well, let's let's move on to the Bournemouth game then, because um, th- I mean, there's a lot of elements of this for us to um, talk about. Uh, right i I I what a, it was kind of like a crazy game of football, wasn't it that you know it swung one way swung the other way there was a there was a great goal there was um uh, a a very odd strange goal um there were a lot of good performances from Wednesday there was you know the 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 Turk Sam Hutchinson being Sam Hutchinson How do you sum the whole thing up uh,
1: well. What a great away win and so vitally important, especially then with some of the results elsewhere that we saw this week with Rotherham being Derby Forest winning. Um, and so for Wednesday to get the league double over Bournemouth, pick up that first away win in over three months, um, it really does still keep them very much in touch, alive and kicking. And what, four wins out of five? Under Neil Thompson as caretaker in the championship, so you know, you've got to give the group of players, the coaching staff, so much credit that all the off the field noise, distractions. They've not used that as an excuse, and they've got down. You know, they've got down to business, and they've got you know back to back wins against Preston, pushing for the playoffs, and Bournemouth in the top six. Uh, you know, to get two wins in the space of four days against some really good, you know, two really good teams in this league. And look at, I mean, Bournemouth's um, quality that they've got going forward. Stanislas, Brooks, uh, Solanke, who barely got a kick you know, um, the other night. Um, you know, you could go on, like Lewis Cook in midfield and Jack Wilshire Ugh. It's frightening the ability they've got, and that and the impressive thing was that Kieran Westwood wasn't tested at all in the first half. Meant Bournemouth were getting so outplayed and were second best that they had to make a triple sub at half time. That underlined how good Wednesday were for me, and yeah, they then had to be resilient when Hutchinsons conceded the penalty. Who, if you actually park the giving away the penalty, James. I thought, again, Sam Hutchinson was very good. Um, you know, it was a rash challenge. He got it wrong. He got the wrong side. Um, and it was a clear penalty. Wednesday got a slice of luck. Let's not forget that as well, James. I think Shea Dunkey was a lucky, lucky boy not to get sent off after bringing down Surridge. And that's at one-all. And then it's a different game. And Wednesday would have been hanging on for a draw. And in, in actual fact, he gets booked. And then, what? Five minutes later, Jordan Rhodes pops up with the winner and grabs all the headlines. But yeah, it, brilliant win.
0: It, it still, it, it did feel like we were hanging on for a draw, still, didn't it? In a lot of ways, like when when Bournemouth equalised, it, it felt like it was one way traffic for for quite a long period of that of that um, second half, and um, the, there's there's something really commendable, I think, in a team that can that can ride out that kind of pressure from, from, obviously, you know, Bournemouth are a good football team. They've got some great players, you know, ride out that pressure, but then have the composure to still be able to... And, and let's not forget, you know, Wednesday actually had a pretty decent move just a, a minute or so before the, the second goal, like... We looked like a team that was determined to make the most of our chances. And that's a million miles away from when Wednesday have been pretty much all season. There was an intent to Wednesday's um, uh, play and to Wednesday's moves and ultimately to Wednesday's uh, attack that was, I, I, I was quite confused. I'm like, this feels like I'm watching a different team because I've just not seen that very much. And there were shades of it in the Preston game. And it really came into its own against... Bournemouth, that's really important. If we can carry that
1: forward, that really is something to build on. We don't talk a lot on this pod about expected goals, James, but yeah, that was Wednesday's second highest of the season. The first was Bournemouth in the home match. Um, Yeah, um, that's it. You know, chance creation and playing more on the front foot and positive. Uh, And I'm going to put this to you. I don't think under Tony Pewis... Wednesday would have scored that goal for the winner. I don't think they'd have scored that second goal. I, I, You know, the way that they broke so quickly, Luongo, Bannon to reach, then out wide to Harris, I don't think Wednesday scored that goal under Tony Pewis.
0: Well, I mean, Jordan Rose probably wouldn't have been on the pitch. Was it? Was it the Bournemouth home yeah. game where he got the kip coming on as a sub and then being subbed back off by um, Tony um, Tony Pulis? I mean, I actually wrote in my notes that that everything about that performance was a million miles away from Wednesday under Tony Pulis. Right? It was just chalk and cheese. It was so much different. And, you know, I've, I've been quite, you know, I've been disconnected. A couple of people have mentioned I might have been a little bit negative on this podcast over the last few weeks, and I don't know what they're talking about. But, you know, I, I do, like a lot of fans, I felt this disconnect. And that doesn't change in terms of feeling a disconnect from the football club. But obviously, you know, things being a bit crap on the pitch don't really help with that. I watching that that Bournemouth game was the I think the most invested I've been in a Wednesday match this season because the performance was 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 there. The players looked like they really cared. And that kind of draws me into it. And you know, I went nuts when Jordan Rhodes scored that. Goal, and and I've been you know even Wednesday scoring this season has been like oh great yeah you know I've not been going nuts it's not it's something's been missing and it was there it was there in in that game on Tuesday night whenever it was that thing was. Back and that just didn't happen under Tony Pulis. It, there was no spirit there. We didn't have any kind of togetherness that actually pulled us as fans back towards the team and and feeling invested in it. And 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 that happened on Tuesday night. And that leads us on to this conversation that we've got to have now about Neil Thompson and what's you know happening, obviously in terms of Sheffield Wednesday's managerial situation. Clearly, we're no further forward. We don't seem to be any further forward in terms of a permanent manager. It's gone quiet. We know they're looking to. Um, Take their time with it. The Coventry game obviously was a, a, a blip, but in, in terms of you know if if we'd have carried on in the form that we were in, we'd be absolutely gone now. We'd be totally cut adrift. It's been a remarkable run of of form, and 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 the last of those wins, the most recent of those wins, the performance was top notch. You can't you can't really deny that you know Neil Thompson is creating something. He's building something, and he's got the he's he's got an extra something out of those players that just wasn't there. It's really hard now to see, well, like how... Surely you've got to give it to to the end of
1: the season now. I I can't see a scenario where you don't do that. I normally agree with you, James, but then are we going to have a different conversation next week if Wednesday lose to Millwall and Wickham? Well,
0: yeah, I mean... It's, it's it's that kind of Jekyll and Hyde topsy-turvy season, isn't it? Um, but, you know, the, the difference... Uh, he's got the results, but the difference in terms of that
1: performance against Bournemouth, that feels like turning a corner. I, I think what we should say is that, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you that I think if Tony Peel had been in charge and had taken the Bournemouth match, that I think what we would have seen would, would have been a back five and Wednesday being overly negative and cautious and, and asking the players... And Wednesday, I've said it, you know, and some people disagree with me, but for me, they still do possess some very good attacking players in this league. And the shackles have been removed by Neil Thompson. And you've seen the results, I think, in the last few weeks that, you know, when you give these guys a platform to try and express themselves and show what they're capable of in the final third then I, I think that they can score goals and they can cause the opposition problems without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but I, I, do you know what? I mean, another important point to make is that um, for as good a run as Wednesday's been on, thank goodness they have been because if they hadn't strung these results together, they would have been cut adrift and we probably would have been talking about preparing for life in League One. Um, and whereas, whereas actually Wednesday, um, they've still kept themselves in contention to get out of it, but they still remain three points adrift.
0: Yeah, and and I mean we can't control what what other teams do, can we? And and you know ev- everyone seems to be picking up results when we could do without it happening. But you know that that's just the way it is, isn't it? There's not a lot we can do about about that. But you know, I, watching uh, that game on Tuesday night, I'm thinking th- there's no if you stick a neutral down in in front of that game. Um and you know you say one of these teams is twenty third in the league. They'd have told you, you know, you're just lying. There's no way that that was a performance from a team that's twenty third in the league. But as you quite rightly kind of um point towards there, the important thing now is is that momentum because you know we've not we've not done enough yet to be anywhere near out of it. Um, you know we we've got to keep that going and all the positives from from that performance on on Tuesday which i'd probably call and say was, was you know, has been the best performance of the season it it you, it does kind of fall into insignificance if we don't follow it up by getting results in in the games that are, are coming up and and this you know it is a relentless league isn't it the championship and and there's never room for any kind of complacency and we've had you know little kind of false dawns in the past um but I do feel like I've got some faith in in Neil Thompson and, and that's quite a powerful kind of feeling to sort of think,
1: I sort of trust this guy. I think fans should be trusting him in that he has been at a club for 10 years. Um, he knows the club inside out. He's been a manager before, yes, at a lesser level. Um, but everybody, you know, you speak to at the club, they've got nothing but... Um, Praise and kind words to say for Neil Thompson you know, about his coaching methods, the way he conducts himself, the sort of personality he is. Everybody, you know, you know, think you know he gets on with everybody. He's very likable, uh, and and so, you know, Wednesday are lucky to have Neil Thompson, uh, and he really has. You know, he came in and took over the team at a time where um, you know, with one win out of ten under Tony Pewis, yeah, they, they start to turn the corner a little bit before Pewis is sacking, but, you know, it, it's not easy. And so for him to you know, get the results he has done, uh, you know, I think that um, he's he's put himself in the frame for the job on a permanent basis without a day away. You know, he's got to be considered right now. I think that um, the, the question that the club will be asking themselves is, that do they actually want to make it official and to say, give him the job until the end of the season or do you just leave things as they are? There's still 20 yeah. matches left in the season. So maybe that is the dilemma. And maybe things might become a bit clearer, like I said before, in the next two matches. If Wednesday pick up two more positive results against Millwall and uh, Wickham next week, then um, the, the clamour for... Neil Thompson to get the job until the end of the season, it will be huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, Millwall away is not an easy game. We we know this all too well. Um, you know, Wickham at, at home is is huge. You know, now a nine-point gap um, between Wickham bottom of the table and, and Wednesday. And obviously, you know, beating Wickham, that gap becomes so much bigger. Um, you know, losing, it is, it is the old six-pointer, isn't it? Um, we'll talk about um, those games in a minute. We have done we've done a fair bit of positive stuff there. We have got one slightly negative thing that we've got to touch on, and that is transfer deadline day, which didn't really go according to plan. Now you were quite quite direct last week in kind of saying what you think it would need for it to be a successful window, and without it it would actually be quite a poor window for for Wednesday. Um and I mean you were even kind of hinting that it might kind of like, you know, be be the 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 death knoll for Wednesday in the championship if they don't bring in the players. Obviously it didn't happen. Um, how do you feel about it now
1: that Wednesday should have got somebody in Um, but I don't think it was for the lack of trying I I think the club did all they could Um, I wrote a piece earlier this week where I said that they inquired about a number of strikers from Lukas Jukovic Glenn Murray uh, Dummich at Norwich, Glatzel at Cardiff, Isaac's success, success. And I could reel off a number of other players that they also looked at, sounded out, spoke to. Um, and, and I think so. It, there's been a lot of criticism um, and there was a lot of anger on social media, frustration. I think everybody was feeling that after Wednesday didn't bring anybody in on deadline day. Um but it was a really tough window across the board, and when you look at the rest of the championship, there weren't that many deals that were done, and there was not a lot of money spent. Now that's not an excuse, that's not a defence for for Wednesday, but um, Wednesday had tried um, a number of players, um, and that that left back too from Harry Pickering for a number of weeks ago. You know they've been. They were pushing to try and get a deal done for Pickering. But if you're Pickering, what are you going to do in terms of you you weigh everything up? It's it's Sheffield Wednesday or Blackburn Rovers. Sheffield Wednesday right now, a second from bottom in a relegation scrap. There's been wages issues and then um, the managerial uncertainty. So are you going to go as a player right now to Sheffield Wednesday in that predicament or are you going to go to Blackburn, who are pushing for the playoffs and who've not had any wages issues or any off-the-field trouble whatsoever? I think I know what I would do if I was a player in, in, the, in that situation. So I, that's not me cutting any slack to the, um, the club. That's just me stating some facts, though, of why I think it was very difficult for Sheffield Wednesday to get some deals over the line. And there'll be fans out there saying, well, Sheffield Wednesday should have got the business done early. No clubs, very few clubs were getting signings done early in the window. And Wednesday brought in Andre Green and and Sam Hutchinson. um, And, you know, they've got those two deals done in the middle of the month, but they still had to wait to get them sorted out and finalised. So I have got some sympathy for the club. That um, they, they weren't. It was frustrating, very frustrating, that to not get that striker in. And it remains to be seen whether they use the free agency market. I mean, they, st- they could still do yeah. that, James. That's still there, isn't it? But at the same time, I don't think that's really. I'd be surprised if they they do go down that route. Um, as the reality is, the players who will be out, you know, who will be unattached. What sort of shape are they going to be in? I'd be asking why are they a free agent in the first place? why did they why have they not had a club? you know Sam Hutchinson, I would say is an exceptional free transfer really um, and I would also go the same with Andre Green. I think they are very good free transfer recruits when you're looking at in you know in that market I, I don't think that there would have been too many better in those positions. So I I feel as if Wednesday did good business with those two. Um, But, yeah, I've rambled on a long time there. Um, But I'm I'm like you, James. I know where you're going to go. And I know that you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be frustrated and you feel as if Wednesday should have got some business done. And I I do think that it's it's annoying. It's a shame. It's a shame, I think, that they they didn't manage to bring somebody in. there's a fresh phase to again boost the group for what's going to be a really busy run of games. Right,
0: I, everything you say there is 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 fair comment. Right, I'm 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 going to take a slightly different tack actually in terms of saying right, you we we've surely seen enough now in the last four or five well the majority of the last four or five games to be able to say like this this team should have enough to get out of trouble. Without needing those new recruits, right? Yeah, I mean, we we goals are going to be an issue, and you know, even Callum Patterson's first against Bournemouth, one of the scruffiest goals you'll see, and he even nearly missed that. To be fair, but you know, we, it's going to be an issue. We've got we've got to find the goals from somewhere, but there is enough in this team to be able to get out of it. And and when you look at the other teams around Wednesday, you know, Rotherham have have picked up that win against Derby, but we know that Rotherham will win one and then go on a run of losing three. You know, Birmingham having a hard time. QPR don't have a huge amount of quality. Forest and Derby, you know, signs of them winning every now and then, and then, you know, kind of, you know, Derby obviously get turned over by Rotherham. Uh, You know, surely there's enough in this team for Wednesday to get out of trouble. And it's all about survival, isn't it? It's all about, I don't care if we stay up by a point,
1: it's just about doing that. I think there's enough there. You're being more positive than a four, and I think maybe, is that just purely down to -to back-to-back wins and the way they've played?
0: I think it's more to do with something very specific about that Bournemouth game, where it felt like something changed. It it felt like we we, uh, moved on a level.
1: Well, yeah, I think if they could bottle that performance the rest of the season, they'd definitely stay up, 100%. You're still looking at the table and going, Wednesday, they have got 25 points. They need to double that. So, effectively, they've got to be looking to win nine of 20 matches. So, it's still close to promotion form. The good news is for Wednesday that Look at the home matches. They've got to come. It's in their hands. Wickham, yeah. Rotherham, Forest, they, um, you know, the, um, Birmingham. I've, they've all got to come to Hillsborough. And Wednesday, we didn't say this before, actually, but Wednesday at home, you look, they've got the second-best defensive record at home. They've only lost three times <laughs> at Hillsborough. And look at the recent form. So that should give them a lot of belief, again, yeah. that they're capable of getting out of the situation they're in. But I do agree with you that I feel as if there is enough ability in the team, there should be enough quality, but it's consistently finding the goals. Are they going to be able to do that? Has this group got enough? I still feel like there's a big question mark there on goals. And that's why it's so important for Wednesday to keep the back door shut so that they are consistently picking up those points.
0: OK, um, you're a big fan of um, your scores for transfer windows. So go on then, January 2021, what are you giving it out of 10? It's it's
1: a six, it's a six. If they'd got the striker in, it then goes up to a, a seven or eight, depending on um, the track record, um, the, the ability, quality of the striker. Um, And and a left back, you know, someone like Harry Pickering, I think, would have been an amazing signing for Wednesday just because of his age, the potential, the profile, everything there for... You know what Wednesday are trying to do with the recruitment and you've got a smirk on your face right now and I don't know why and they're finding <laughs> very alarming.
0: When, when you talked about um, Harry Pickering and you, you mentioned about Blackburn and I'm like, I didn't realise that he'd signed for Blackburn so I went to Google him but I Googled Ronnie Pickering instead. Really. <laughs> very, very different. So when you start talking about it, again, I managed to stop myself laughing at the time and didn't give the game away and there we go. Um, all right, I think you'd be really generous with six you know I think six is super generous I think it's probably a three or a four I just don't I don't I don't think think it's yeah I think Hutchinson Hutchinson does make sense and uh, you know we've we we have genuinely seen the best and the worst of Sam Hutchinson within the last couple of games haven't we um not in equal measures that that would be unfair to suggest that we've just seen you know a moment of Sam Hutchinson as I said earlier just being Sam Hutchinson but you know he he certainly made a, a difference there Andre Green hasn't really, um, you know, uh, there's nothing yet to make me think that's a fantastic signing. So I'd I'd struggle to give it more than a five if I'm being super. Yeah,
1: Yeah. no, Um, I I, I would say We always argue about this. No, we do, we do. And that's why, yeah, you know, we we love to have this debate, don't we? Um, And I didn't realise you were going to grade it this time, actually. I I, I I, I
0: just like, I like putting you on the spot.
1: Yeah, no, I know you do. Um, and I don't like it when you do that. I'd I love to be well rehearsed for these things. You should know that by now, Marriott. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't go lower than five, honestly. We said from the outset that if Wednesday got four players in, in this window, and we all knew the positions, the areas, and that was another winger, uh, a guy who could either play at centre-half or in centre-midfield, a left-back and a forward, that that then would have been close to your, your 10 out of 10. Um, and so that's what Wednesday needed. They got half. So for me, I I, I said six, I'd maybe downgrade to a five, but I, I, I wouldn't score it any lower than a five. Uh,
0: four four 4.5 if they'd assigned Ronnie Pickering different matter 9.5 <laughs> 9.5 right looking ahead to the weekend then uh, Millwall never an easy never an easy place to, to go possibly made slightly easier by the fact there's no fans there but um, irrelevant so I'm going to ask you uh, one of the questions from Wednesday Picks this week for uh, Wednesday's trip to uh, Millwall uh, this question's worth two points will Sheffield Wednesday score in the second half simple one yes or no No. You're saying no. You're going against the trend. 70, or or as it stands right now, 74% of people have said yes to that question. Um, if you want to answer that and the other questions uh, to take part in Wednesday Picks this week, just um, search for it, download it. There is a prize pool of £1,000 if, uh, unlike Dom, you manage to make the correct um, so- selections. I don't think you've got one right yet when we've uh, when we've played this on the podcast or even... I, I'm basically. pretty useless yeah.
1: when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose one thing to throw in about Millwall is that, um, you know, Wednesday are due result. Uh, I think the last four matches they haven't scored against Millwall um so yeah i I'd, i was going to ask you actually what you think about it but yeah from wickham and millwall i think four points is a minimum
0: yes i agree i mean we we we've got to be aiming for six if we could, if we could put in a performance like that and get that result at bournemouth we've got nothing to worry about going to millwall but a point wouldn't be a bad return uh wickham obviously it, it kind of goes without saying uh how important that game is so yeah i mean if we're a week from now if we're talking about four points
1: i don't well, think Wick- either is a big wickham win. wickham is a must win I'm, I'm of course there's no there's no excuses you look at the table they've won three times all season one of which was against wednesday so it would well, yeah. be the wednesday it's, way exciting, for though, wickham it? it'd be the wednesday way for Wickham to do the double over Wednesday, you know it. It's, it's, it's written in the stars, isn't it? But no, say in in all seriousness, Wednesday, that you they have to be aiming for a minimum of four points. Six would be perfect and leave them in great shape.
0: You might even get another happy James next week if we get six points from from that. Right then, that's going to wrap us up then for uh, this week. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen, I'm at James Marriott, or contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you to our goal partners, Title Law Solicitors. Um, You can contact Ollie um, at titlelaw.co.uk. And Wednesday picks we've just been talking about available to download now. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week.